Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. We all have a friend who's either 30 or 40 or even 50 who never accomplished anything and never found their way in the world. How do you avoid it? Very simple. Your, your cousin works for the state, which it's amazing to me how many people who are A players go into C opportunities. Working for the state, like that's where talent goes to die in California. Like there's no oversight. Nobody really cares if you, you know, create anything. You're just part of a bureaucracy that doesn't make impact in the world or do anything. So if you're an A player, the challenge is in order to actually make impact, you have to choose an A environment and there's a lot of risk associated with A environments because when you're trying to change the world or when you're trying to make a new product or service or you're in an entrepreneurial environment, there's lots of risk. And so how do you mitigate risk if you're an A player and you want to go into an A opportunity that has lots of downside risk but lots of upside risk? The reality is if you're in talent, you have to know your own skill set and choose opportunities very specifically. Like, and this is the mistake I see, not only for entrepreneurs, but employees and all kinds of people. They are A players in their one area of genius and they think that that genius area can translate into multiple different things. But if you're a genius in technology, for instance, you have to find an opportunity, an A opportunity that will leverage your genius, but not ask you to do people management or not ask you to create something new that, that is outside of your skill set. So A players, stay in your lane, find A opportunities that are perfectly aligned with your skills and, and, and the opportunity in the marketplace. You won't be actually taking the risk that you think you're taking. He can work at the state because it's very safe and it doesn't matter that he's an A player or a B or a C, just freaking doesn't matter. But if he found an A opportunity, like an entrepreneurial opportunity, some, some place where it could leverage his unique skill set, he could actually change the world. And I see this all the time, A talent players choose security over making impact and it just, it bothers me. And so if you're listening to this and you're an A player, find the A opportunity and make sure it's wildly in your narrow skill set because then you're gonna get a chance to actually go out and do something that's impactful and you can change the world. One of the smartest guys I know can't like get out of his own way. Like literally he couldn't find his way out of a paper bag, but you know, he's been on Jeopardy like five times. Um, you ask him a question about any topic, engineering, science, health, like whatever it is, and he just knows the information. He's like a walking encyclopedia, and yet in his own personal world, in the place where he actually can make impact, he's chosen not to apply any of his knowledge or work ethic or discipline or anything. And so I'm always scared of two, two groups of people. One, the really, really smart people. Those guys scare me. Um, and then the other set is the really, really quiet people, because I'm wondering, like, what are they thinking in their head? Why, can't, why don't they want to talk to me? Why don't they want to share what's going on in their head or in their world? Like those two people really scare me because it's been my experience that they're hiding something because they actually have something to hide. You put a really smart person with discipline and like tenacity together, they can go change the world. You put a really smart person with no discipline, they can destroy their own lives and maybe even yours. So genius undirected is dangerous. And I say this because 
the smartest people in the world, they need a path, they need a vision, they need somewhere to go to, they need a goal in the future because otherwise what they're doing is they're just tangent all the time because they're so intelligent and they're so smart. They go down these massive rabbit holes and you see side projects over here and side projects over there, but they're never actually accomplishing anything. So really smart, talented and genius people, they need leadership, leadership that gives them direction and focus and an end goal to hit and nail. I'm not smart, like I don't think I'm smart. What I am is I'm stubborn, meaning I get an idea in my head and I just can't but help think about it. Like I obsess about it so much so, it's like I need to solve a problem and my brain only works when it's solving problems all the time. And so as an entrepreneur, that's what I do is my wife comes to me, you know, last night and she's like, hey, you know, I, I'm having a trouble with my email and she's like wanting to connect and talk and she wants me to listen. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with your email? Give me your phone, I can fix it, you know? And th this is the problem with entrepreneurs is our brains are wired to fix. Most people aren't wired for like getting things done, they're wired for connection and entertainment. And so I'm always I'm always skeptical of people who are like, hey, I just wanna chat or how you doing or what's going on? I'm like, hey, what problems are we solving together? What impact can we make together? What can we get done? What work can we do to really make impact in the world? Those are the people that I get energy from and I wanna surround myself with and you should too. So talent comes in all different sizes, A's, B's, and C's, and opportunities come in all different sizes. And you have to be clear in your world about what you are trying to get out of an employee or out of yourself, like what you want for your own life. And this is the issue that most people have. They just go through life being kind of lost, not knowing exactly what they're driving towards and what they wanna accomplish. My father-in-law actually does this really cool exercise where he'll check himself into a hotel and like take himself on a date and, and, and turn his phone off and just have pen and paper, sit down and actually just explore, hey, how is my life going? Where am I heading? What's happening in my world? Who are the people that are impacting and making a difference for me? And then where do I wanna go in the future? And this one exercise of just knowing exactly what you want, having a little bit of quiet time and getting focused about your future, it's, it's, it's a game changer for anybody in life. Values is like how you walk around in the world. I simply explain this, you know, I have a two-year-old at home and in the morning she likes to go into, you know, our bedroom and help me get ready. So she helps me put deodorant on and get my hair done and get dressed. She actually puts my socks on, right? And the values that you hold as a human actually translate to your work world. So. You know, if time was more important than my children, then I would say, hey baby, I gotta, I'm, I'm in a rush, you can't help me, right? And so you start thinking about like, who do I want to work with and who do I want in my world? You want people have shared values with you. And the reason is because you have to, in your leverage game, you have to, to basically trust that the person is gonna treat your employees, your customers, your vendors, all the people in your world the same as you would. And so you have to ask yourself like, hey, what do I value? in the world, how do I wanna be in the world, and then who do I wanna bring into that world, and there needs to be an alignment between values. And so, caring about family, how you treat people, these are some of my values, and so, you know, I only hire people that have those same values, and that's a way to keep your culture tight, it's keep your culture um, right, and the most important thing in that conversation is you inject somebody else's values, you bring in somebody who doesn't value family or doesn't value time, you start thinking, okay, gosh, something feels wrong about my business, and it's because you let the wrong person through the gate. I do a lot of interviews, and I'll always talk to an interviewee, and I'll ask questions like, 
you know, what was your leadership style like? What was the system and process? How did you, you know, communicate with your team when there was a problem, when things were going right? And based on their answers, you can kind of always see when somebody's a failed leader versus somebody who's an empowered leader, somebody who actually made impact in a business. And it's interesting because everybody has this internal self view of themselves, meaning I'm doing really good. And I can see this in my kids, I see this in my employees always. Somebody goes, hey, how's your day? Or how'd you do yesterday? Oh, I did great. And you look at their results and you're like, actually, I didn't see any sales or I didn't actually see you move this project forward. What, what happened yesterday, right? And so everybody has this internal self view that I'm okay, that I'm good. And the reality is, as a leader, what you have to do is kind of center them around a goal and a, and, a, and a vision of the future, and then chunk that vision into daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly goals, and help them make impact in the business, and not have that, oh, how are you? Oh, I'm doing really good, dude. Everything's great. Um, that's how businesses don't hit their goals. How do you know if a person is actually successful and isn't one of these failure to launch who knows how to sell themselves? That's what's interesting about interviewing and talent is that everybody can sell themselves. Like they are the best salesperson at saying all the good things about themselves. What most people aren't though is very uh, transparent and they're also not very reflective. So what I find is talent who is reflective and can like look at their false and also their, their good in, in their performance, as well as keep their eyes on the daily, weekly, monthly kind of goals and results. Those people are super unique and if you find them in a talent interview, grab them because they just hard to find and hard to recruit into your business. There's a lot of people out there when you ask them, hey, how did yesterday go? They said, oh, it went fantastic. You wanna avoid those people. I hope the value you found from this is amazing and I hope you subscribe and like for more just like this so you can grow and scale your world.